0: Back to Change Yourself, Change the World, episode X. We're back here with the homie Corey and Ahmed, and it seems to be like a weekly thing we started doing. Start talking all this mad shit about a bunch of things and a bunch of people, and let's see where this goes. I mean, we have some memes that I wish I could share with you, but we're not. We're just gonna talk about them. You guys can hear.
1: All right, when you say that, to take a second back, Ahmed, when you say that we agree on Trump is the lesser the evils I don't even know if I can still say like either of two or lesser of two evils man it's really tough like to even go there
0: well, well it just depends on your definition of evil, evil. Yeah. <laughs> and less <laughs> <laughs> this is a good mean, <laughs> like, I yeah. think equally evil I don't know, but you cannot be equally evil. You can be evil in different ways. They are definitely evil in different ways. I mean, there's there's no evilness to Trump. He's just an asshole. And he's done some shady shit in the past because he's an asshole. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't seem too evil to want to make more money and always come out on top. It just seems logical. Like I said before, Trump is the embodiment of america like maybe he's not self-made but he's made himself bigger than well most people ever will
1: yeah he's even he uses the fucking presidency as a pr stunt.
0: or not maybe he actually does want to help people because he's lost a ton of money doing this stuff being a president means you can't do business deals you can't go on and make more money and make your moves you literally can't do business if you're president so it could be that he's using it as a PR stunt or somebody, he, some random American just was tired of politicians and this random American happened to be an asshole businessman which happened to be Trump. Lots of random people would, fuck dude, didn't that, that Tiger Kingdom guy run for president too? I don't know. I think he did. So again, I don't think he's evil. He's an asshole. He's many things. But there's no, there's less for him to gain by doing all this than if he wasn't to become the president. He would have gained more by just becoming friends with the incoming president. He would have gained more money and more prestige and more power and less bullshit and less drama. Now, my only thing with Trump is that the Democrats just seem like such a clusterfuck. I, I, it feels like it's on purpose that there's such a clusterfuck of people and organizations and, and ideas that I – there is no voting for lesser of two evils. There's only the guy who's kind of doing a job, and he's not doing the worst of a job. I mean, President Trump isn't the worst president we've had by far, by far. He's continued to say a bunch of bullshit other presidents have, but he's not. The worst. So, yeah, in my point of view, it's not a and it's not a choice between two evils. It's a choice between a guy who has his best interests and potentially the best interest of the country he actually does seem to like. There's higher levels of patriotism in Trump than there are in me. Versus a straight-up puppet. We can end Bernie's level shit. Because Biden can barely move at this point in time. (laughs) Who's putting him up for president? Who's making those moves and who's pulling his strings? I'm more fearful of them than of anybody that I know from the Biden campaign, including Kamala Harris. The people that are actually running Biden, those people are the ones that I'm being sketchy, sketched out for the ones that I'm looking out for because they the real fucking demons, in my opinion. But yeah, I mean, where are you at with this? How how is Trump not the devil, or how is he a <laughs> lesser devil?
2: Yeah, I think you're maybe uh, looking at it a little uh, uh, too innocently, like because we don't know all all the kind of uh, you know uh, conspiracies behind you know because there's conspiracies within conspiracies. There's double agents. There's there's uh, you know a lot of proof that you know this whole sure Trump's presidency has been in the planning for for a while. There was that Simpsons episode where with Trump as a president, like decades ago, you know there's uh, there's that one uh, uh, that card game, that conspiracy card game you know and that, that also has some cards that I've seen related to that and uh, there was a letters you know since 2012 of Trump. Considering to be becoming president, he was basically be handed the presidency, so to speak. Like, a lot of people are of the opinion that these presidents are selected. You know, they're not voted. They're just actually. Well,
1: wasn't selected. that suppose? Isn't that a famous quote by Franklin Delano Roosevelt that says presidents are elected, not selected? I mean, selected, not elected. Yeah. My like, dyslexic, reversal of that.
2: And some uh, rhymes there. But yeah, like, uh, cons- you know, conspiracies aside, you know, that there's uh, there's this uh, interesting quote here by the, the uh, Aesthetist channel. Um, conservatives have stood on the sidelines. The cities have gone up in flames. You know, and that's kind of true, like, you know, and it talks about how the conservative values of now are more and more liberal than they were in the past and, you know, like Saying uh, it's because the modern conservative is truly a slave to liberal ideology. The modern conservative would have been considered liberal 20 years ago. You know, so conservative values are great. You know, I'm all for, uh, you know, some values and uh, and not not some you know just uh, what what liberal propaganda would say, which is that you're free to do anything, including teach your children how to you know to teach your children to mutilate their genders you know like at a at the age of eight and stuff that kind of stuff um i mean yeah.
0: well, well the idea of having conservative and liberal as actual terms mean not, means nothing to me because they do change like this post was saying they do change over time Whatever someone was a conservative in the 1800s is definitely not a conservative in the 2000s. It makes, so terms change and people, people still keep using them. You might as well start calling people wigs and shit. Like it, to me, they're the same fucking level of lunacy when people start attaching themselves to labels. It makes no sense. You're not a conservative. You have certain set of ideals that a lot of other people who have been labeled conservative. And those ideals would then change as gr- the group changes. And that makes sense of anything, but there's no reason why conservatives should be fighting liberals. It should always just be about freedom. Freedom is always the answer. I mean, what are some conservative values that just put conservative into an actual definition here so we can see, okay, this conservative is this liberal. What are the conservative values that are being attacked?
2: Um, self-preservation for one, like, uh but right now it's you know people are the i guess you know the 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 extreme of conservatism is like you know selfishness to the point of uh to the point of you know social destruction and the extreme of liberalism is sharing to the point of serfdom like where you know under a plutocratic rule you know, another rulership of just a few, like people that are saying that, oh, we're gonna help make everyone equal and help make society great. But, <laughs> you know, it, it just ends up becoming like North Korea, where they actually drain the wealth from the majority and just have everyone share the scraps. I mean, that's what liberalism is le- leads to eventually. Um,
0: Look, again, I wouldn't mind if everyone shared the scraps if that's a society that everyone has chosen to live by and live with. But the point is that whenever you start forcing one kind of life or the other, shit isn't going to flow. And yeah, I don't want to fucking share scraps. I want to share abundance and wealth. And to me, when I think of conservatives, I think religious. Because that's 100% in the conservative value. It's religious. You think Christian you think christian conservative i don't think you might think fiscal conservative but the first thing that pops into your mind when you say conservative is religion it's already one thing people start attacking you for oh this or that you believe a book you did this and no you're just adding other labels to potentially what conservatives might be so fiscally conservative is probably not something most people think about because who the hell thinks about the economy nowadays i i really don't know i I question this because I think about the economy and how to fix it and how to make it better and how to include everyone in it and how to make everyone a winner, which according to capitalism is impossible, but according to efficient resource management, it's totally possible. Is it going to be in an equal redistributionist kind of way? No, I think that's asinine. I think it'll be in pockets, just like everything else is. Technology is dispersed in pockets this kind of new idea and economy will be dispersed in pockets as well and I think we should give every every everything a try I think I think well communism has been given a couple of tries and they've failed miserably because people at the top keep fucking everything up just like the people at the top of this oligarchy keep fucking everything up so conservatives and liberals just a bunch of idiots if we don't actually fix any of the problems that we have right now and again Liberals have too many fucking social problems they want to fix. Conservatives, actually, conservatives just want to be left alone. In my opinion, they don't want to be told um, what to do.
2: Or... Yeah, the cons- the conservative ideal, it, it the conservative ideals they they uh they tackle more of the essential problems of government, which is too much government and not being transparent. Liberal, like you're just like you know, it's it's like a free checkbook, you know, they think that the government just has an unlimited budget to do anything and everything, and that the government's responsible for everything instead of the community. Whereas the conservatives, like, we can do it ourselves. Um, you know, a lot of the things that a lot of the liberals want is, is is actually should be done at the local level and done by the community. You don't need an, a big authority. You don't need to hand the keys of the castle to 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 uh, the government to handle all the things that you that you want to get handled, including uh, you know helping the minorities and things that that there should be charities and things like that for those kind of things and. Um, yeah, but
0: I agree. Most things are local and can be locally fixed, and I think we should have different kinds of societies within this society, which is the idea of the statehood. I think state should. I you can't divide states up into more, but I think we should go back into city states and having even smaller levels of power and jurisdictions because, yeah, one president ruling over 50 independent states. We're just too many people from too many places and in too many places to all just fall under one person and say, okay, yeah, we'll follow you. Like, why don't we have a, I guess this sounds, sounds dumb, but why don't we have regional presidents? I mean, all companies are organized this way. If you're a national company, you have regional presidents and presidents and different kinds of levels and all kinds of stuff. And I guess governors are supposed to do it, but Governors don't interact with other governors. Governors have nothing to, like, California and Oregon are essentially two different places. They're, yeah, it's just kind of hard when you start doing it this way. But I just think America's too fucking big. I I think the president's too, there's too much of a central power figure. It's a monarchy. It's just we choose our monarchs. Or we pretend to choose our monarchs, I mean.
2: Yeah, I think it. You know, the the whole states should. You know, there shouldn't. A lot, there's people I think that there should. There shouldn't be a federal government at all. It should just be state level. You know, and that's that's this whole anti-establishment idea of you know. And I mean, the arguments against that is like you know what about roads? What about you know those kind and of things?
1: Anyways, they don't even put all that money towards the roads. Like, man, more money goes towards things we don't want anyways than towards what <laughs> we need.
2: Yeah, the whole roads thing, uh, I, I was reading in this libertarian thing, that's actually not even a problem because you, uh, who uses the roads the most? The truckers. So you would just add a, you know, a $0.10 cent fee or something you know, to, to these commercial companies so that they can-
0: what? Why are you um, adding more fees? There's already taxes that build our roads and maintain our roads. There's a gas tax already. There's yeah, exactly. A,
2: gas tax. There was, that was another argument like there.
0: For your car that all that money is supposed to go to the roads. And yes, the cities do tap into that money sometimes, some way, some form. They do tap into those general funds, which goes back to the real problem. We don't have any power over anything. We, we really don't. We have, we barely have power over the stuff in our house. We really don't have any power when it comes to the voting and legislation and moving these things. Sometimes we come out to, to put our, our voice out in agreement or opposition, but those are rare when like we never control our tax money we never control where that tax money goes we never control what companies can stay in the area or don't stay in the area or companies i mean i mean you probably shouldn't control that shit. but
1: i know that's right it's kind of like the south park episode where like if you want to go get cable somewhere else they go to the dude and he's like rubbing his nipples he's like oh wait you can't go anywhere else
0: because we're the only one like why don't we have citywide internet Like if the city ran our internet, it'd be much cheaper much faster and much better. And this has been proven across the country. Country, Municipalities that actually start providing their own internet have way better service at a much cheaper rate. And that's only because the monopolies of these telecommunications companies have fucking split everything up. And they're like, all right, that's your hood. And this is my hood. Don't come in my hood and I won't go in your hood. And so they don't even compete against each other anymore. They're all holding hands and making money with each other.
2: Wait, so wait, I don't get what's the problem with them. What do we, Why do we have to make it at city level Because then it just becomes a monopoly.
0: If your competitors don't choose to compete in your area, you have no competitors. If you agree with your competitors not to compete in their areas, then there is no competition. We each have our own monopoly in our own areas, which in forms creates a monopoly with four companies. And this is what's happening in the United States right now. The, 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 well, the Internet companies have actually lobbied heavily to not allow to restrict the, the, the formation of municipal Internet companies because they, they actually have to start competing. I mean, the market we live in isn't really a free market. And if you're a big business, the only way to actually keep doing your big business is if you start getting into government. That's just how the system works. There's no way of going around it. There's no way Amazon would be as big as it is if it didn't start lobbying. There's no way any of these companies would be as big as they are if they didn't start lobbying. And that's the way our world works. It's, I'm not blaming it. It just is what it is. So,
1: yeah. This, they have to leverage their power, man, and their power in this aspect is fucking money.
0: Yeah, well, that's the only power we actually have to this day. Money is the only power we, we actually have. and We don't even have that much of it. <laughs> so and yet we spend it on a few companies most of our money goes to a few companies and just all vertically integrated which is intelligent as shit i want to do vertically integrated businesses because it's smart but it fucks everybody else over if you're not part of that business oh, what was it what do you mark okay i mean yeah
2: yeah i wonder how well the uh cities would do though in managing that well, i mean internet is just like plumbing right i mean once that infrastructure is laid down they, they just- have done great in past cities that have actually done it they've
0: done great and they've actually done more to provide services and internet to people who didn't have it before this the bullshit that these companies are supposed to be doing they're not doing it they're just going oh blah 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 and they're lobbying and bullshitting their way through all this nonsense because They can lawyer up for years and then go, okay, yeah, we weren't doing our part of the deal. I'm sorry. That's what the fuck they do all the time. So the companies that are, the the cities that are actually doing it, just tap into the same lines. All they have to do is get right to tap into the same lines they already have in their city.
1: And so this is so facts right here that you just posted them. They just keep taking more and more power away from people. There's no way are, are people getting power back.
0: Yeah. So just... I'm going to read it because I actually do want, didn't want to read it out loud. So I don't know where you got this from, but it mm, seems interesting. There are communities and societies in America. To call America in 2020 a community or society would be comical. There are broken fragments of these things around. There are a lot of atoms. There are even plenty of families and some extended families. In some places, there are churches, which some people actually take seriously. There are even isolated traditional communities like the Amish or the Has- Hasidim. But on a social graph, America today looks more like a re- refugee camp than a, than a starboard and thriving national community. And the men in this camp are Nietzsche's last men, C.S. Lewis' men without chest. If the Repu- C.S. Lewis' men without chest. I don't know what that means. If the republic did not exist, no one would invent it. Okay. It is not just that this refugee camp would operate the vehicle badly. It is that they are too weak to operate it at all. So it will be taken from them as it ha- has been. So any plan involving permanently returning power to the American people is not a practical plan. I mean,
2: I guess super any, pessimistic kind of, you I mean, know.
0: Any plan involving permanently returning power to the American people is not a practical plan.
2: I mean, it's it's, but
0: it's, it's it is practical
2: because it's saying like, you know in this second paragraph I was just talking about how we're like just scattered people in a refugee camp. we're, we're not. Co- we're not a cohesive whole and people are just kind of like too weak and too uh, well, uh, a lot of people is, um, it, we live
1: in a, we live in a culture too where we think in a superhero culture we look for that one superhero somebody to lead us all to the fucking whatever to triumph to take things you know what I mean like for some reason everyone seems to put that on somebody else well somebody else is going to do it well somebody else is going to do it like nobody necessarily steps forth and kind of like delegates or leads a path per se yeah.
2: and more and more and more of that path is kind of dependent on money too and
1: because- well, yeah. except for the people that are leading you down the path that is going to benefit this, this very small percentage that it continues to benefit
0: at the same time why do we need I don't get why we need leaders to show the path I don't need a leader I need people to fucking work with me
1: I get that in that same sense, but we live in a culture and a society where a majority of that society—that's what they're looking for.
2: Well, I mean, the reason we need leaders because it's—it's it's there's a lot of different aspects of of, uh, of a city, like you know, yeah, the internet for one, you know, civil like civil engineering is a very complex subject, and especially if even if you're doing homesteading, uh, there's so many things. To create right. that cultural cycle that uh, you need kind of like an organizer, uh, if, if not many, and many, many specialists to that
1: makes sense. Have you ever been in a big ass group of people trying to get a bunch of people to listen? Like you need at least one person to like, everyone's not going to pay attention.
0: Yeah, to, to get something flowing, you need a direction. Granted, but like I was saying you don't need the person to come and do all these things You need a bunch of people who can do all these things to get together. I don't think there should be a set leader. In my opinion, I think having a leader is retarded. What are you leading? You're leading me in specifically.
2: I wasn't saying that the leader doesn't have to know the leader has to be above all these specialists. He has to know all the general level of the specialist in order to direct them. Okay. Now it's time for the, uh, Landscaper to do his job now it's time for the you know that kind of stuff I'm not totally a permacultural expert so I, I don't i wouldn't know but there's it's probably not rocket science i mean at the at the big basic level, but the thing is like I think what this quote is saying is that people are too lazy to you know we we, we live in this computer society where like well, that's what this image is talking about
0: i don't know about too lazy but we live in a well, yeah, like we do pass on the blame and the hopes and the intentions on someone else. We we rarely take charge and be the one to to be responsible for all this shit. And yeah, but I, I still question whatever that, that quote I just read for, for talking about. Because what the hell is Nietzsche's last man? I don't I don't get what that means.
2: Nietzsche is like the. I know Nietzsche uh,
0: is, but what does Nietzsche's last man mean?
2: the existentialists that are like, um, you know, like I'm going to carve out my own path in life and I make the meaning, the the meaning of my life is something I decide and I'll be responsible for, you know, there's no more of those kind of people. And then C.S. Lewis is the, the, do the, you know, lion witch in wardrobe, you know, the, the treasure chest uh, is referring to how the, the, no courage, People,
0: huh? Is, it, is that does that signify no courage?
2: Yeah, like courage and like working, you know, beating the dragon and then kind of triumphing and getting the prize kind of thing.
0: There's no heroes anymore. Yeah. There's nobody doing the hero journey. I don't know. That was a tribute to Nietzsche.
1: Nobody wants to step up to the plate, man. A bunch of subs and and yeah.
2: Yeah, and it's just we've been. It would be severely inconveniencing. To step up to the plate (laughs) compared to like our modern day you know especially now everything is everything is pretty much done through computer you know work shopping uh freaking meeting with friends
1: everyone's behind a fucking keyboard
2: yeah like it's just it would be uh we would have to let go all of that and including all that conditioning that Corey was talking about of, you know, we've been conditioned by media and stuff to also be the follower, be the, and especially school. School just, you know, takes it all out of us, unless you were homeschooled by really good parents or something. I love that. Yeah, like remember Serena's kids? Those Those kids were smart, I wonder how they are now.
0: Yeah, I wonder how they are now too. I think she's teaching in Jordan or she was teaching at Jordan. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Shit, I'll step up to the plate. I ain't got shit to lose. Fuck it. Like what's the worst that can happen? Get assassinated? I mean, it's okay.
2: But I think there's a lot of like um yeah, there's a lot of courage necessary. Um but there's also a lot of technical uh uh, diverse you know, mastery that it, per, that person has to have
0: I, um. I don't know man I think you're confusing a leader with a master
2: mm-hmm. I don't think those two are the same
0: the master is what you seem to be referencing someone that has all the knowledge of the things you ha- you can and will be, probably be able to do I mean, that is the future. If you ain't trying to have fucking robots serving your every beck and call, I don't know what kind of future you're trying to have. But that's what I'm trying to have. I'm trying to have robot... I mean, I want
1: that future, but I don't want to be fat like those people were.
0: (laughs) If I can be fat and healthy... (laughs) Man, look at that man.
2: There's so many things...
0: uh, He is not fat. He's obese. Like if i can be obese and healthy that's there's no contradiction
2: but if i can (laughs) okay and even if you can even if you were externally uh fit like there's a lot of like things tied in with the permacultural um uh ancient lifestyle that we came from that we sprang from you know and we're tied to that ecosystem like you know there's probiotics in the ground and the soil that we touch there's and then, you know, think about all the you know the chemtrails shooting in the background here. You know, so all it. this, all the side effects they that, that are going to be hard to avoid. Even if you are externally fit looking, um, yeah, price to pay. <sighs> you know, and this this convenience you know that they have it, it does come at a cost. They probably have they have to have a job to uh, give you know monetary units to sustain that kind of life, and that comes with the Cost of their uh, soul, kind of, because they're probably going to be doing some soul destroying work to uh, fund that.
0: Sure, soul destroying work is not the business. Um, yeah, I think. <laughs> oh man, nah. I think everybody needs to be a goddamn leader. Step up.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. Everyone, everyone used to needs to be the world like
0: the name of this podcast. Everyone everyone needs to change the world. What exactly do you need to change? I don't know. There's there's a wrong that you see in the world that I'm pretty sure you can change personally. One wrong that I see right now that I want to change personally is I want to take as many votes away from the democratic blob that is California. I want people to vote independent. I want people to vote mostly independent because I don't want them to t- tie themselves to an actual party or anything. Else. Vote whatever the fuck you want. Just don't vote Democrat.
2: <laughs> vote, vote intelligently, you know. Just yeah. Think about how you'll benefit. If you really think that you're going to benefit from uh, from a uh, deep state tied, you know, front man like Biden,
1: Democrat. I mean, a Democrat.
2: Democrat.
0: Just, just, just don't vote Democrat. Like right now, like the, that's the number one thing you can do to help your country is not vote democrat. I think I think that's what it is.
1: I'm voting democrat Biden all day. I got that bumper sticker it says Biden Harris 2020 and 2024.
0: Oh god no. I don't Biden ain't going to be alive by 2024. There's no way in hell he's be alive by twenty. I mean, and and if he is, that guy's being controlled by a
2: chip in his brain for sure. <laughs> for sure. I don't <laughs> think he's gonna make it to this election. Uh, Was
1: his son found with like a meth pipe in his mouth or a crack pipe in his mouth? Why am I seeing a meme around there, like floating around the internet about? Yeah, that? they
2: they stole like uh they they promised a billion dollars in security to to this uh to this other firm um unless they. Um, if they drop the charges against Biden for something and they drop the charges. Oh, can-
0: yeah, you're, you're talking about um, aid, foreign aid, a billion dollars in foreign aid to Ukraine. And they were prosecuting someone in Ukraine. They were looking into prosecuting someone in Ukraine. And then Biden is said to have actually put some pressure. And he's, There's actually a video of Biden talking, saying, yes, I went I told them that you wouldn't get the money. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, of course. You wouldn't get the money if you didn't fire this person. And that, that's kind of what happened. So it, it, it's in Ukraine, it has to do with energy. It was an energy company. It doesn't exist anymore. And yeah, it did basically a billion dollars in foreign aid if they fired this prosecutor. Or they weren't going to give the, the billion dollars if they didn't fire the prosecutor and they weren't directly investigating biden they were they're investigating someone who was relating related to them not family just their business wise business related to them business business way whatever so yeah that's that's where the whole that's probably where we are getting the meme from and they got a computer bro they hunter biden left the computer at his shop and forgot about it and it became property of that shop and now that shop can do whatever the hell it wants with the content inside that that laptop which has been telling everyone
1: yeah I guess see a picture of him just laying with a fucking
0: pipe in his mouth just yeah i know where that one came from
2: yeah it seemed uh, like you know someone put, put it there but there's so many images of some of similar things you know him like with a reefer in his mouth like he's just a total druggie um reefer's Re- say- Re- Re- not a drug well, no, I mean, he's, uh, he just, like, people don't, people, <laughs> I mean, don't, not refer, but, uh. Crack. Well, I don't know the key, key word for that.
0: I think you're talking about crack.
2: Crack? Well, it was not a crack pipe. What is it like when you're smoking crack or whatever? Yeah, you smoke crack. You smoke meth,
0: too. So that, that was, that
1: looked like a pookie. That looked like he was smoking meth.
2: Yeah, but, like, um, whatever he's smoking, like, he's, he's really open about it, and uh, taking pictures and posting it all over his social media. I mean, Audrey.
0: he has been to rehab. So his drugs problem has, isn't really a question. Who's been to rehab?
1: Therefore, he's had a drug problem.
0: Yeah, or someone thought he had a drug problem, obviously.
1: Well, if it was self-checked Shelf check-in or somebody checked him in.
0: <sighs> who knows? Who, who, what does not matter now? Like, we know Biden's fucking not a
2: good human being. Yeah. Like, it was funny. Even his son was like, um, if you think, uh, you know, even his son was quoted saying that, you know, if you think that uh, uh my family something about his family is taking money from him or something and then you know you should you uh you'll really be surprised when my dad ends up taking half your income he's talking about he's referring to how um, biden's going to increase the the tax rates to 50 percent for a a lot of businessmen and people
1: wow let's say half of that motherfucker's money you want half of our money biden kiss my
0: Yeah, I mean yeah,
2: that's this image here, like, uh, it's gonna uh, comparing Biden tax plan versus Trump policy. So the income and payroll tax is gonna be fifty-two percent under Biden.
0: Shit, uh, why the fuck do you even have a legit job at this point? <laughs> you might as well right? just fucking make everything under the. Why? Why are you even trying to pay taxes? My thing is, if nobody pay taxes, they can't arrest everyone. It's physically impossible. You don't have enough prisons, even with the FEMA camps. You can't arrest everybody if you don't pay taxes. Now, given mm-hmm. that the bottom percent of the population already doesn't fucking pay taxes, what happens to the middle portion of the population doesn't pay taxes? Because the middle-income early families don't pay the majority in taxes. Just maybe in percentage, sure. But in quantity, they don't. So what if actually nobody pays taxes?
2: That's my theory.
0: That's, yeah, I think we that's should-
2: actually the, that's, that's the right path. Like of course, a lot of the disestablishment people and the agorists they're we gotta, we gotta learn, we gotta figure out how to not pay taxes because a lot of us, we can't, we can't not pay taxes because our businesses, they, they, they're not gonna not pay taxes to the government. They're going to get their licenses taken away and not be able to operate. And right. So the, Only solution is, you know, if you can, to work in a way that you don't have to pay taxes. And right now, for the majority of people, that's just not possible. um,
0: But, yeah, a lot of people will get fired from their jobs. That's for sure.
2: Well, yeah, it's tax evasion. Uh,
0: That's not fraudulent.
2: You can withhold all your taxes, but next year is going to, you're going to, You know, get can for it.
0: Here's my shit, though. Like, how do they know? And if they already know, why the fuck are you actually having to put all the numbers in yourself? Yeah. Like, that's my shit. Like, I know they already know.
1: The only way they really know is if they really choose to
0: audit your business. It's not that hard to know how much money a person has if you're able to access... Yeah, I think
2: it's because of depreciation and things like that. Like, some people, you know, they do depreciate their assets and they put this and that in terms of costs. Uh,
0: Those numbers are all basically made up.
2: Yeah, I man. The more you oh, can God. make up, the better. If, if you can't if you can not not pay taxes, at least depreciate the shit out of it. And I mean, look, try like to- look
1: up. 750 in fucking federal taxes, man. You know what I'm saying? So...
0: But that number, again, was a mistake. He actually paid millions in taxes. And the 750 was the amount of money that the, the, the IRS was left over. He paid $750 too much. And he's like, all right, save it for next year. I mean, he didn't only pay $750 in taxes. That's just wrong. That's just bad reporting by the New York Times. But fuck, dude, if he did pay $750 in taxes, that's props. Because how the fuck do you go from millions to $750? Now, that's some genius level accounting shit. That accounting guy needs to start making online courses. That's what's up.
2: (laughs) No, yeah, he just said, like, there's a lot of losses on this and that. and
0: Yeah. I mean, I think everybody took a loss for COVID. Everybody can claim losses. Everybody is going to claim losses. Like, I actually, I'm questioning how how many taxes they're actually going to connect next year for 2020. If everyone and their mama is going to be like, nah, man, we all lost money. Like, that's going to be interesting. Real interesting. Shit. That's hilarious. That's hilarious, taxes. No, there's a better way to do all this. All these systems are very old school we need a, we need to be able to read pay everything vote for everything it should all be online it's not even a matter of security at this point in time it's just a matter of getting people to do it I think voting online is more secure than voting in person and ballots and shit like that and paper Paper's insecure as shit because you can burn paper you can also tamper with data but you know where the data tampering is coming from you see logged in here change this here change this item at this point in time this item this folder was accessed at this point in, like you can er, the computer remembers everything programs remember everything you know when you're getting hacked and you can be like all right fuck all this new data let's go back to the data we had before we got hacked it's called it's called having a development server and a production server these are things that are easily done and i just don't see how no i know why they're not being used and i know why everything's still being kept the same way and all that old school fucking papers and shit and ah, fucking annoying everything annoys me now the system is too slow in my opinion It needs to be faster, more main, not mainstream, more fluid. So we can do things faster and move faster and reverse shit faster too. Because fuck, man. Firing people is annoying in the government, in the government sense. Firing people is, how the fuck do you fire people? How many processes and how many things do you have to, how many hoops you have to jump through to fire someone in government? It's way easier to fire someone and a random person that's doing what's it called a random job somewhere than there's to fire a person from the government in my opinion. Government employees get fired because they do stupid shit, not because they're incompetent, not because they do stupid shit. they go one level too much, so yeah. We got to redo everything. Redo society. Hmm. Interesting. What would you redo society? What would you change? What would you change in this world? Let's get into these topics. This podcast is called Change Yourself, Change the World. What would you change in the world? Why are you trying to change yourself?
1: uh you take a look at the education system and kind of teach tangible life skills for people or reintroduce critical thinking to people so they're independent thinkers and can especially if we're gonna if if we're in this construct think for yourself in certain aspects but still be open-minded and be teachable and coachable in certain aspects as well not to be too intelligent to learn
0: too intelligent to learn you said
1: yeah, like, because some people are, like, the intellects are the hard ones to change their perspective on certain things. People that think they know too much, you know what I'm saying? Certain aspects of going to school, say, if you want.
0: I don't know, man. I get the education system needs to change, and it is going to change, because it's crazy. They're not going to use the old buildings anymore. The stadiums. The, the fields, the playgrounds, the, everything that, all the infrastructure that was been, has been created for education and kids is now just riding there, especially in California, since we have pretty severe um, lockdown still on schools. I don't think school, kids, I don't think many kids are returning. I think my nephew had the option to return to school and those, they were going to do staggered days with smaller class sizes anyways and a bunch of other protection shit. Here's the shit, man. Diseases don't go away. I, I don't fucking, I don't understand these fucking people. Again, well, damn, we're just going back in circles and I'm just getting mad at the same people. I don't understand these people who want this to go away. It's not. It never will. COVID will never go away. There are other coronaviruses in the air right now. So, I don't get how...
1: That's because humans don't like change.
2: Yeah, I mean, this whole thing has been in the works since 2010, you know. The lockstep program, I was just looking at this document here from the Rockefeller Institute uh, put out uh, you can look this up scenarios for the future of technology and international development it talks about how it, it was they were trying to do this coronavirus you know lockdown of the whole world with the h one n one but they failed you know people didn't the fear didn't catch on well enough for them to implement this new old order you know but this has been here since twenty i mean this this plan is that they've Unleashed on the world has, uh, has been in the works since 2010.
0: And- it's been in the works way longer than that. And I, I don't know when the fuck they started put, coming out with the flu shots, but that's when this whole agenda started. I think the flu shots started, that, that was the beginning of this part of whatever plan they have, whether it's Agenda 2030 or whatever other names you want to give these things. The flu shots were level one. Let's get everyone scared about these diseases that are going to get on every fucking season. Let's start injecting them with more stuff that they have no clue about. And let's just get them fearful that every winter, flu season's here. Oh, my gosh. Take care. Do this. And coronavirus to me is just flu 2.0. There's nothing to make me think different. Like, this is just flu 2.0. Oh, flu cases suddenly magically dropped. Oh, my God. There's, I mean, you could make the case that all the old people that would have died from the flu died already from the coronavirus. But I, yeah, I I, I much rather, I, I, I think it's, the coronavirus yeah, is just an example. Well, like how many, there was a lot of older
1: population that died off. It was like, there's been talks about how this was, a year that a lot of the older generation is going to die off. Like in, I mean, it was very interesting. Like, I mean, most of the impacted by this thing tend to be in the older generation anyways.
0: And there were some very fucked policies that some very democratic governors did in some very democratic states that led to thousands and thousands and thousands of deaths. And this isn't something people are going to talk about because they want to avoid fucking reality. They want to avoid talking about the people that, had, that were positive and infected with this virus being put into centers with other, with other older people that are not infected. So they forced people infected into retirement homes, which then sp- made the disease spread like wildfire. But nah, let's not talk about this because it's not nice to talk about the people who have died and lost their life to this disease this is another fuck part, dude. The people who are most likely to be brainwashed by this are people who have actually lost someone to this disease. And I'm sorry. I've, I haven't lost anybody that close to me. But you're getting manipulated. They're using your feelings and emotions as a way to control you. Like they do with everything. It's just this happens to be more close and personal because it was someone you know. Now, because someone you know died, you're okay with the mask. Now, because someone you know died, you're okay with a vaccine that you have no clue what's in it. That's probably going to give you side effects. Now, because you know someone you know dies, it's okay for you to tell other people what to do. And this is some fuck shit, though. Because, I don't know. People... Or
1: you have the same thing where you caught it and you got better from it, but you still know somebody who died. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're still on that rampage, heroism stuff.
0: Yeah, statistically speaking, if you caught it, you're alive. <laughs> you're not special. I mean, if you die, you're kind of one of the special ones that were kind of were odd. But yeah. It's this added thing with like, oh, I know someone I was personally affected by this. So it gives so much more power to this. It's like would you want to go to war against the taliban if you thought they blew up the towers if you knew someone that they killed in the towers you'll probably be more fervent you probably want to do it more you probably have more desire to to go to war with them but It's the same thing here you have more of a desire because you're personally influenced here and this yeah. is where i think we're- the
2: whole thing uh useful idiots yeah they're using you um and like <laughs> There's a lot of useful idiots. Like they're really making a lot of useful idiots out of people um, because people aren't using their critical thinking. And I totally agree with Corey. Actually, like to the original question that you know, how do we change the world? If you know, connecting with ourselves too, like that critical thinking is so important. And this quote, you know, really points to that. And it starts at education. It starts with, uh, they start uh, brainwashing people in in schools. And there's a lot of interesting quotes in this, really long passages in this uh, uh, channel, but uh, this is a really nice, uh, succinct summary here. Uh, Something called uh, cultural hegemony. Hegemony. I think it's hegemony. Hegemony? Yeah. Let me see. That
0: would be hegemony word of the day oh, okay. hegemony. will go with hegemony
2: hegemony what the fuck <laughs> hegemony or hegemony
0: okay sure hegemony
2: but uh that's the the second pronunciation is hegemony uh but uh, anyways the he, hegemony is like you know kind of like this i think the root word with that is like um uh homo kind of thing you know like mixing things and making them all equalized or something I'm not sure. Have to.
0: No, uh, well, the, what he's trying, what it says is the idea that the dominant ideology of society, the beliefs, explanations, perceptions, values, and morals, reflects that of the ruling class. The dominant ideology justifies a social, political, and economic status quo as natural, inevitable, perpetual, and beneficial for everyone, rather than as artificial con- social constructs that benefit only the ruling class.
2: Oh. This one's a really deep one. I had to read it several times before I actually understood it. Like slowly too. (laughs) The first, first part is like cultural hegemony is the idea that dominant ideology of society, the beliefs, explanations, perceptions, values, and morals, is that reflecting the ruling class. So the stuff that everyone's thinking is something that's uh, created by the ruling class
0: by the status quo
2: yeah and then the second paragraph is talking about how this dominant ideology is justifying all the social political economic things that are going on and it's justifying and saying oh it's natural it's inevitable it's just that's just how it is
0: that's how it is it's a new normal
2: yeah it's a new normal and uh in- instead of indicating the truth which is that it's a social construct indoctrinated on us by the ruling class from top down through schools. So like... Yo,
1: and peep the date on that like 1891 to 1937.
2: Yeah, Antonio Gramsci is a foundational theorist for the sociology of culture. Interesting.
0: I like all these... fuck dude i probably was one of these in one of my past lives i probably was an academic who believed in marxism and socialism and did all these crazy shit but this is interesting because yeah it's exactly what, what's going on in society right now we think go for it cory
1: well is it fair to say that like then collectively then like the not na- the naivete or whatever the no people's naiveness has been there for collectively for quite some time. People have been talking about this for a time, right. It seems like very few people speak out against the collective where the collective seem to go against or listen to whatever the ruling class are trying to bestow before them. You know what I mean? So like shit. So critical thinking tends to be very far and few for quite some time. We're almost talking in like hundreds of years.
0: critical thinkers have always been the minority of any population because most people follow. That's what I think.
2: I think it's kind of in our evolution, you know, to follow, to look to our social, uh, sociology. I mean, there's there's that on and off switch in our brain, right? But, you know.
0: And at the same time, people have different boiling points. Someone might get tired of the taxes at 1% and want to fight the government at 1% taxes. And then other people will only fight the government when they're taking 99% of his shit. So we all have different breaking points. We all come at different times. We're all at different levels. And yet we're all trying to be better and do better and become better when that means so many different things in so many different ways.
1: Right. I read something on uh, like today, I think it's on online on Twitter and I was like, be careful to the extent of, like, always wanting to be better because that itself could become an addiction. Right. Know, so very interesting.
0: It's, it is a limiting experience because if you always want to be better, there's always a feeling of uh, inferiority, like you're not enough. Right.
1: Well, yeah, right. but as long as you're willing to embrace, like, being wrong and willing to right. embrace, like, the opposing of not being better but have mistakes and failure, that's, and et cetera.
2: That's part of being better, though.
1: I mean, it depends right. on the perspective <laughs> No, I guess it is part of being better, but I don't think
2: we should ever stop being better like that's That's one of the things you can never be too extreme in. We sh- we can We can never stop self-improving ourselves, and we should never uh, ever think that we we're done.: True. You know? But yeah, definitely like part of being better is to realize when you're uh, pursuing that too recklessly or being obnoxious about it. You right. know, you got to be better in terms of all virtues. True.
0: Sure. You got to be better in all ways, not just a way. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, let's go back into that cultural hegemony thing. Yeah,
2: I, I was going to mention about this thing here. You know, like, have you guys heard of a titler cycle?
0: No, but probably. You just suck at names.
2: This is the whole thing that we keep talking about how when – can I save a meme on, meme on this? Uh, it's basically like titular cycle is, is that whole process where we get comfortable and then we uh, get as we get comfortable, someone's going to be there to, you know, big government's going to be there to uh, rule over us and then eventually we got that 99% tax and now we're uh, slaves and then eventually we escape slave, we get frustrated, we you know, eventually escape the bondage oh. and then, that's, that's our right. cycle, you know, going round and round. And
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it says, uh, yeah, I think I've seen it. It's the one where, uh, I forgot what the hell the t- terms were, but yeah. We go from being free to being slaves. Oh, there we go. So we have faith and courage, and courage goes to liberty, and liberty goes to abundance, and abundance leads to selfishness, and selfishness needs to come complacency and complacency leads to apathy and apathy apathy leads to dependence and dependence leads to bondage and bondage has to lead to faith again that bondage of faith shit is is fucking and how the fuck do you go from bondage to faith
2: let's see let's, let's look at the more explained one
0: uh, yeah that's the one i remember seeing the, these these kinds of
2: things. Oh, okay so bondage is where people start opposing those conditions like bit by bit you got the people that oh.
0: So because you're too dependent, you go into bondage. And yeah, that, when you are in bondage, you start opposing the conditions, which then gives you faith. Personal
1: freedoms for more uh whatever safety.
0: Right.
2: But that question of like, you know, how do you get from bondage to faith? That makes that, sense. that's that's the critical part, I think, of of this whole thing. Uh-huh. Um, I think because if if you can always if you that's the secret sauce to, you know. Making sure that you don't end up in bondage again, you know, to uh, make sure to oppose conditions and oppose that cultural hegemony. And um, hegemony.
0: So I, I think it actually, yeah, like you were saying, it's when you're in bondage, the only way to get out of bondage is to not only oppose your conditions, but to believe that you can get out of bondage. If you don't believe that you can get out of bondage, you're very, very unlikely to ever even fucking try.
2: Oh, okay. So that's just the belief part. Okay. So right. that, that is actually just faith. And then from faith, it goes into courage.
0: courage. Yeah, but sure. looking
1: in an inner circle, though, you see that death, independence? We're about to die.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, once you are dependent on something, you're pretty much dead. Ah! Just
2: kidding. Okay, so is lag and log? then log. What the hell is a lag
0: log? Okay, I don't get that one. I
2: don't know what log means, but lag means that, like, yo, we're just, you know, kind of getting that energy to, to fight until eventually, you know, you know, after that courage, you get, you're fighting, then you eventually get some sort of liberty.
0: I don't. Know. The inner circle makes me. I don't really get, but the outer circle makes total sense.
2: The inner circle is like summarizing the outer circle like in a pattern hmm. like the, there's four four overall stages
0: i this is where this is where i agree completely though because i i believe america has lived so much in abundance that they became selfish complacent and apathetic and i was selfish complacent and apathetic for a large part of my life when i was younger um once I started opposing the conditions and seeing that I can actually change them, well, the whole idea, change yourself, change the world. I, I have grandier fucking visions of changing the goddamn world. So I'm already thinking of opposing the conditions. I already see that depending on a system to give you everything you want without actually having anything keeping check on that system, it's just asinine. It, it leads to corruption all the time, always. It always leads to corruption. So I think I jumped the bondage or I felt the bondage before and I just went into faith and that faith has led me into courage and that courage, I think I'm in courage right now or I'm building up faith to get into courage. That's where I'm at personally.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The, the interesting thing is with the with cycle is that it's kind of inevitable. Like what happens, that's what this, this whole Taylor cycle is basically is saying that it's kind of inevitable. You know, once we get Unless, you know, you, you, you master that key ingredient and, you know, you have faith. And I think that's what spirituality is kind of uh, trying to do with us. But like this whole, you know, eventually we get liberty and that's when we get that prosperity, right? But what it, this graphic kind of explains why that liberty eventually leads into uh, bondage. right? Because you right. have this liberty to, you know, development of misplaced liberty. And we we eventually build up our liberty so much that we give everyone the liberty to deny deny our spirituality, deny God. And, you know, we got Satanists and, uh, you know, pedophile, uh, um, adrenochrome people, you know, like, and we have the liberty to abuse grace to sin, you know, like Jesus died for our sins. But that doesn't mean we can just
0: sin the fuck out.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we can just sin as much as we want. You know he he died for the sins so that we could be more graceful in actions and not have to be so fearful of, you know, fire and brimstone kind of stuff. You know, and and then you know, we also lose the liberty to control ourselves. You got, you know, like in this past uh century you know, of decades, you know, we've got science telling you like there's so many so many ways that society just you know tells men and women, especially women that you don't have to control yourself. Do whatever you want. You know, it doesn't matter uh, if you eat cheesecake all day. If you uh, have any sort of uh, self-restraint and you know promiscuity, um, you know, so many things. But yeah, that basic summary is that you know we get the liberty to to destroy ourselves and.
0: Well, too much of a good thing can be bad.
1: Always. Oh. Too much of any good thing is bad. That's, I mean, I had this conversation with Rico before because he said that, like, if he had the most ideal world, what did he say? He'd, like, live on an island, just do nothing, smoke weed all day, and just chill. And I'd be like, well, bro, you get have sex. That's it. you're like, stressed eventually or something like that. Like, even that perfect life, eventually something will stress you out. You get stressed or, like... Too comfortable Uh, becomes stressful. It's very interesting.
0: I don't, I want to do more, but in a perfect world, there wouldn't be anything left for me to do. And is that even perfect? If there's nothing left for me to do, is that even the perfect world? Or is the perfect world the world that I am doing shit in, even though some of that shit is some shit I don't really want to do.
2: There's always going to be achievements. Even if you're like a immortal, enlightened guru who can actually be super saiyan, nice um, there's still going to be higher levels in that Dope. and even if you have achieved those higher there's there's many realms above the heavenly realms uh, there's realms where you're not even form anymore you're beyond form and you're just uh you're you're empty you're
1: because wouldn't it be to like to try to even claim that you've evolved to some extent is almost just like it's an ego or a super ego anyways so it's like you would just know you wouldn't have to claim it
0: I don't
2: know. yeah we were actually kind of talking about that today during our dharma right. class there's, there's a passage from Diamond sutra talking about uh you know actually it refers to a story um but you know the buddha was the story goes like you know where the buddha asks uh, ananda if i was enlightened um and i told you that i'm enlightened am i really enlightened and then ananda's like yes holy one yeah yeah you are How else would we know? And then the Buddha's like, no, incorrect. You know, if I was truly enlightened, I wouldn't, and I told you that I'm enlightened, I wouldn't be actually enlightened. Because the person that's truly enlightened, they don't have the, they they don't, they've already let go, completely let go of their uh, attachment to a sense of self, a sense of their being, a sense of even, living having a life because they've already gone beyond the whole death birth gap you know they've already like totally transcended all that and um yeah they're 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 unified consciousness you know to put it in words but there's probably like a few words i can encapsulate what enlightenment is but in, definitely encapsulating it and saying that i'm in i'm enlightened you know is, is probably
1: isn't it tough to explain something that, like, how do we, like, I mean, that we aren't enlightened, or I don't feel like I'm enlightened, so I can't explain something I don't think I am, or understand.
2: Yeah, is it, it, that's probably why it's, uh, Buddhism, they call it, like, non-dualistic, you know, it's beyond, beyond description, beyond any sort of encapsulation, and any sort of uh, thing that, can, that, that the mind can grasp and contain in something, anything that you can contain in, in some some sort of thing, that's not it. And hmm. and I and that's what the Hindus—they're like. Uh, whenever they talk about enlightenment, they're saying they have a saying called "neti neti." Like, if you uh, the, the the master, they would he would always "neti neti" means not not. So when one of the masters was asked, like you know, uh, oh guru, I experienced this wow, cosmic, amazing experience, and, like, and the masters just like neti neti, I mean that's not it. There's not it. There's, there's even deeper, higher realms that are beyond experience itself. Um, how do you know you experienced it? You know that's beyond me, but I guess you know it when you, because how do you know you experienced something if if it's not an actual experience? yeah that's we're going into some
0: what what is it what yeah. is anything it's if it's not experienced
2: yeah exactly well, this is, been...
1: experience is perceptional anyways
0: isn't it in its context but if you have no context how's a story
2: <laughs> how do you know you 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 uh got anything i guess you know because from the after effects
0: uh, the residual karma that you picked up along the way
2: or the karma you just suddenly dropped away and now you now you're this transcendent being but yeah i think you know that's why does it matter if you're enlightened or not you know show us you're enlightened if you're really enlightened you can How can you know it? No, that person's enlightened because of the way that they they can manifest things around them and
0: but that's your mm. perception of what an enlightened being is. And what if what they're manifesting is not something you can see because you're not at any level.
2: Yeah, that, that's... <laughs> they, they're in the Surangama Sutra, the last uh, chapters, it talks about 50 demon states where demons can possess. And then they actually imitate what an enlightened being would be like. What? Yeah, so like, as you're getting towards enlightenment, there's like 50 different demons that can possess you. And each of the demons, like anyone that saw you while you're possessed by that demon because you're in these really cosmic, high cosmic states, so demons can, you know, can uh, trick you and and possess you because they, and they take on like physical forms too. Uh, But anyways, like other people that saw that person, they would think they're enlightened because they, the external manifestation is completely like, oh, wow, there are uh, they're all these magical things around them, you know, synchronicity, and um, they can read people's minds. They can, they, they have super strength, super uh, clairaudience, clairvoyance, those kind of things. So, you know, what else can they be? They're just in mind. But uh, um, yeah, enlightenment usually like they're, it's, it's making people, it's giving people more liberty rather than giving people things to be attached to. Usually if a person's enlightened, that person, he's usually teaching you how to be more free, how to have more liberty, rather than teaching you, you know, to worship someone or uh, get attached to something, you know. So uh, usually the the trend, you know, like not, not if someone, you know, so if someone's claiming enlightenment, it's probably not enlightenment.
0: I, I don't think you should believe anyone who claims any of those things. I claim to be enlightened. <laughs> and, and we definitely don't believe you.
2: <laughs> I mean, I believe your dog's enlightened. I take,
0: I take offense to that. And there you go. Prove that
2: you're, you aren't enlightened.
1: <laughs> I said non-offense to that. I say take no offense to that. What are you talking about? That sounds like you're a liberal now.
2: I think you're enlightened with a lowercase e. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, that's for sure. I'll take that.
2: <laughs> enlightened with a
0: lowercase e? What is that? <laughs>
2: How
1: about you? I, I, I'm enlightened with an I. Enlightened, you know, not enlightened. <laughs> you know.
0: Anyways. I'm delighted. Oh, Different kind what? of lighted,
2: darkened. darkened. <laughs>
0: you went the weight, way, bro. <laughs>
2: uh.
1: Oh man, I'm pretty enlightened. I, oh, I like to claim that.
0: I feel it sometimes. There's actually one story that I keep thinking about. I'm not even. I don't even know the full story anymore. I just completely forgot, but something Sadhguru said that there was this I'm going to call him a prince because I'm really I'm not, I'm not really sure what his position was, but just call him a prince. There was this prince who kept how do you say kept touching the realm of everything kept how, how do you we put that? In? someone who's so damn close to it and sometimes pokes his nose through it, but still can't get to it. Someone that existence and quote-unquote enlightenment brushes past his face, but he can't keep it there. He can't stay there. He can't control, not control it, but he can't fully submerge into it. And that's kind of how I, I feel sometimes. For some reason or another, I feel like And I know that's a delusion in and of itself. But sometimes there's things that are just right fucking there. They're right fucking there. And I just need to pull them to me and embody them. But I can't. I just fucking can't. Yeah, it's just so weird. And I don't know. The reason I... I, 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 bring this up is because what if we're all almost quote unquote enlightened and it's our own biases and bullshit that's stopping us which it is to be honest it is our own biases and bullshit that gets in our way so yeah i i
1: you guys have seen midnight gospel enlightenment is just like the first step in the next part of the journey
2: right I mean, yeah, midnight gospel is yeah. really good. They they <laughs> they uh, explain a lot of concepts, like you know, on on the spot. I mean, the the visuals like are amazing, but like a lot of times they have nothing to do with what they're yeah, talking about. Nothing to do, <laughs> except so, that like, one the the last episode where the egg, that was pretty symbolic, of you know, he came out of the egg and he's like this other being, like you know, and that's just the beginning, of. Of the enlightenment
0: is hilarious. Young and Charles is a trip Yeah I think collectively We might be enlightened Individually We're kind of fucktards
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah that's that's the thing that um, You know I, I'm always the kind of person That I, I want to be that You know ascetic Self enlightened Self you know I did it I made myself enlightened but uh the more and more you know I dig into Buddhism and all that, it's it's a really like it's a group activity. Uh not a totally group activity. There's a there's a there's a hell of a lot to do in terms of uh developing concentration skills, developing your mind that's done on your own. Right. But at the end of the day, you're getting in line for each other and right. also at the beginning of the journey, you can't actually in Buddhism, like the first training is actually morality because you can't actually learn to center your mind and learn to uh, attain these mystic states and uh, pra- cultivate the, uh, the wisdom until you learn to steady your mind and actually be compassionate to other beings and truly love everyone around you and be happy when they're happy. Um, you know, that that's what the four Brahma Viras are, are, are about. And, uh, That's why it's really important to, um, practice the, uh, you know, loving kindness meditation and at least mentally being kind to others, you know, but definitely when you're generous to other people, like you get that buzz, like when you've done something good for other people and you get that buzz, you know, like there's, there's a lot of things that are hardwired in our system to, to, uh, to lead us to enlightenment. When, I mean, just it, being being a good person is definitely supportive, if not foundational, to being enlightened.
0: Have there been any asshole gurus, or like not gurus? Um,
2: yeah, that's the thing. Like there,
0: beings who have destroyed the world.
2: Yeah, um, there have been ascetics, though. But those people, they had like a lot of really really good karma from their past lives so they were already like super good to other people oh. so the, but you know most of us we're not we're not, we're not born kings and stuff so we, we probably don't have that foundation mm. of, of massive good karma so
1: yeah y'all ain't kings i'm a
0: king I'm a goddamn emperor, bro. Fuck being a king. I'll yeah. conquer all those places.
2: I do feel like we're all kings, you know, modern day kings. No, because, no, you know, no, we got we got thousands of horsepower, you know, at our fingertips. We got like
0: horsepower at fingertips.
2: What? At our fingertips, <laughs> but you know, like we can we can drive wherever we want instantly. You know, like we have so many conveniences that only kings had. I'm
0: I'm I'm like a god. I'm the supreme commander of the universe that's going to be my that's going to be my business card title supreme commander of the Ricoverse. All
2: right, make me a sandwich then supreme commander you <laughs> should be able to do that pretty easy
0: well I'll just hire an assistant and she'll make me a sandwich
2: get them I'm right, supreme commander you got to be able to poof it into exist you know squeeze the atoms into a sandwich
0: I think it's much easier to ask somebody to make me a sandwich than for me to create a sandwich out of nothingness. <laughs> I don't, I, I, it's much easier for someone to spend half an hour to go give me a sandwich than, than for me to just will it into existence.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, that if, would be cool, though. Yeah, I wonder how much of those powers that are talked about are real. Because there's like all sorts of uh, phantasmagoric uh, things talked about in avatamsaka sutra and some of these sutras okay. and stuff where they pull things out of thin air you know uh i don't know what the power is called but where you just like they can pull something out of thin air that's located somewhere else i think it's called translocation
0: oh yeah that's things that about right so they're pulling it from a different area they just and just like
2: pull a pizza out of thin air and you know like
0: someone else's pizza
2: <laughs> it was some <laughs> that'd be hilarious what
0: if your only power was the power to take food from someone else's hands <laughs> that would be kind of a useless troll power but you can starve people bro Like you, you could be actually fucking
2: dangerous yes the interest in powers is actually like one of the obstacles towards enlightenment uh, yeah. And then once to... you get but the thing is though once you do get in line then you have all these powers. But you're not gonna use most of them.
1: Powers, Rico, you want it all, man. You want enlightenment, you want powers? Come on, man. Is...
2: I wanna be Goku on drugs, dude. <laughs> it's what I want But the the thing is the rationale against having powers is that uh, the universe is already pretty complete. It's already like even like, you know, people dying, people being born, like all the things is just cause and effect. And it's already like, all. why, why get your hands dirty? Why, why mess with things? You know, that's, that's why like just perfect like enlightenment is just like total perfect acceptance and total love of everything as is.
1: I just like to mess with things, ruffles and feathers.
2: Hmm. Yeah, but then like sometimes like even the slightest movement can... Create, it's like the butterfly effect, you know?
0: Right. You can- I, I've had those moments where the slightest movement I felt was going to shatter the fucking earth. And of course, I was on my adventures. But it felt like that. And that's why I re- chose to remain still. And I think that is one of the main, one of my biggest mm, blocks or hurdles or whatever it is is the desire for these powers is the desire for this kind of ability and this kind of stuff because i've actually questioned myself many times if i had these powers would i actually do good with them or would i fuck some shit up most of the time i have to be real with myself and realize i would still be destroying a bunch of shit so it makes sense that i don't have powers cuz i'm i'm still not there
2: yeah that's why like the most important thing is to uh um, keep working on that first training of working on because we can always be more generous, we can always be more kind to other people and more loving and the more we cultivate those kind of things the uh, those virtues the the deeper we can enter into mystic concentrated states, and the more intelligent we become even um Because, uh, yeah, kindness and generosity is like, it's really connected with how much value you can give to other people. And creating value and giving value to other people, that's connected to how wealthy you can be because you're able to give people things that they value and will pay you for and stuff. But, um,
1: definitely. There's like, I think there's like a, a value chart, there's like 30 certain values that people look for when they look for businesses. Like, and if you can, the more you can hit in those values, the better you'll have, like, to keep business coming at you or, you know, etc. Just like, you, you know?
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, they've systematized kindness now, you know?
0: Yeah, but that's, that's all. I
1: feel like you can sniff out in
2: genuine kindness, though. Yeah. Yeah, but I think at a practical level, even if you can just even work through those systematized things, because Buddhism has that, you know, six uh, paramitas, you know, it's like basically like, you know, kind of generosity, uh, uh, what is it, generosity, uh, patience, uh, concentration the first one is the only real one that's related to virtue but you know like because there's little tips and tricks and things like that and we can be insincere in practicing those but eventually that'll like that'll get inside our heart and that'll make us that'll teach us to really be kind
0: wait what'll teach you to be kind
2: you know fake it till you make it kind of thing you know
0: oh. i don't think fake it till you make it will teach you to be kind
2: I think it does, because, you know, you got that reflect, because being kind feels good. And who doesn't want to feel good?
0: But forcing yourself to be kind doesn't feel that good.
2: Well, not that, I'm not talking about the whole, you know, ignorant kindness. I'm talking about real, genuine kind. Like, eventually, you'll get to a level where you... It's not fake kindness. Like. Uh,
0: yeah. You can't fake kindness, in my opinion. You can say the words, and do the lip service, but like Corey was saying, you 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 feel it. There's there's that different level of energy behind it, and if you don't feel it, meditate more because you're obviously missing a bunch of fucking clues.
2: Yeah, no, def- definitely that it's not genuine kindness. But if you if you faked all day kindness, you know, like with every thought, eventually that's gonna retrain your whole thought and the way that you think and everything, like, eventually you're not gonna be faking it anymore. Um, but yeah, definitely like, uh, insincere kindness. I was- don't
1: know, that would tie into, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you on that, but like, you can still pick up on subtleties of like body language, emotional, you know, cues, tone, et cetera, like, it just depends, like, do you really genuinely mean it? Because you can trick yourself into saying something over and over.
2: Yeah. True, But um, the more you, it, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's affirmations. If you keep thinking a certain way, you're going to have all sorts of supportive thoughts um, oh. that, that cre- like, you can keep saying, like, I hate myself. I hate myself. And you're going to start thinking reasons, making up reasons why you hate yourself. Mm. It, but if you say, you know, I love myself, I mean, you can just keep saying that I love myself over and over, you're going to have all sorts of supportive thoughts that come up um that that That's g- cool. a- give you that lens because every perspective is technically has some truth to it there's reasons to hate yourself there's reasons to love yourself there's reasons to be kind there's reasons to be mean, but you know um on a uh evolutionarily uh hu- on a human evolution level, I think we've been engineered to be kind to each other as a species. We would not have made it unless we we were. Uh, we
1: the word cooperation.
2: Mm-hmm. So we have that kindness inbuilt within us. And there's some evolutionary books on that. Uh, uh, I
1: think yeah. But over time, what happened was seems like we picked up some sort of individualism. I don't know if we've always been individual. Like because if it was started with like tribal things along those lines, indigenous people, it wasn't just like one person to, against the world. But then now that we've created such comfort, it seems to be along the lines of like, so much everyone wants to be an individual, yet there's so also so many carbon copies of so many other different people.
2: Yeah, yeah I think both perspectives might be true. Like
1: We live in a weird society.
2: We have a lot of uh, things that, I think, yeah, like being
1: tendency to want to be unique and authentic but then there's also the tendency to want to it looks like the opposite like people want to be like other people which makes them gravitate depending on geographic location down the plastic route whether it's lip injections boob implants butt implants botox in the face it's very interesting wait what
0: botox yeah
2: Yeah, the whole individualism and uh, the propensity
0: for it. I think we've always been individuals. We've always always had to be in groups. We've always been forced to survive in groups. And now that we can actually be individuals because we don't know the person supplying our electricity. We don't know the person supplying our gas. We don't know the person supplying our water. We don't know the person supplying most of our food we can tend to think we're individuals so the body dysmorphia thing is a little bit different people want to look and feel a certain different way and here's the shit though even when they do get this certain surgery or certain whatever the hell i still don't think they're happy
1: oh no i think it yeah i think it perpetuates still more unhappiness
0: even if it comes out great, I still think they don't.
1: it's a show, I think it's like a short dopamine high. It's kind of like we like chase a lot of dopamine. You like might like it in the moment and then eventually you'll find something to not like about it and want to chase something else or something. I don't know what the motive is there i I haven't really picked people's brain as to why they go down that route.
0: They just get stuck in that route. It's like having tattoos, bro, but to me, it's similar to having tattoos. The, the, the people that want tattoos or have to met, sometimes do it because there's a certain emotion that they want, or a certain feeling or message they want on them, and sometimes they do it for random fucking reasons and make no fucking sense, like you. Point, yeah. So
1: there. I don't get them anymore, but yeah, I've been there.
0: Yeah, so I, I think it's just it goes even harder when it comes to moving your body around and changing the shape of everything because that just goes with that's just trying to make you more uh ratio to the golden ratio that's just trying to get you into that nice little i don't know what the fuck kind of face they're all going for but they're all doing it wrong and the ones we don't know got plastic surgery those are the ones that did it right the ones we go for real they got plastic surgery those are the people that are like all right they did that shit right and that yeah that's true that you have no idea and then you find out later yeah, like I've, I've I've met dozens of girls who have plastic surgery and I was like, I, I thought I knew, but I don't, <laughs> I don't, and I don't know, it, my, my thing is, is, if it makes you happy, do whatever the fuck you want, you probably are not going to end up being happy doing whatever it is and changing the shape of your body is, uh, either,
1: I mean, yeah doesn't seem to be a a collective happiness across the board here in this world like there's something that needs like across the board that needs to change because even people making the hell of money aren't happy so it's it's something wrong with the the environments that we're creating here on this planet
0: yeah it is totally the environments
1: Completely Uh, the worse. moving his body good job
0: man yeah i mean he he's always oh, yeah.
2: I'm kind of uh, my spine is kind of collecting uh what do you call it? Calcium deposits?
1: I feel that I've been sitting quite some time. <laughs>
2: yeah, just, I'm gonna get yeah. some dinner pretty soon.
0: For sure. Let's let's end this. Oh, oh um shit. how we change how are we changing everybody so they can change the world. I- I'm gonna call this episode don't be a useful idiot. <laughs> Because I thought it made pretty much sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: be a critical thinker uh, of who you are does that even don't mean, anybody that's my thoughts
2: you yeah, that's that's the theme I've been seeing through this whole uh, Assetas, uh telegram channel is just you know to be a critical thinker to doubt that cultural hegemony and you know to don't fall for the whole uh just learn to think for yourself and doubt the, uh, you know, new normal kind of bullshit that they always put on us. But
0: you telling people to think for themselves and what if they go, okay, I decided to trust my government. I decided to trust all these. Like yeah. Government
2: what government What is the logic that built you to that point? If you have some very good astringent logic and you really thought it out for yourself, great. Keep talking about it to people and explaining it, you know, and maybe, maybe you're right.
0: Maybe you're right, maybe you're right,
1: yeah, you're definitely gonna have some crazy outlandish and definitely not so true thoughts like we all do, but sometimes those crazy outlandish thoughts are turning to be real, really good, and you tend to be right, sometimes you't
0: tend up to be crazy,
1: oh yeah, so just be careful, And uh, accordingly.
0: Do the most, hurt the least.
2: Jeez.
0: Do the most you can do, but hurt and hurt the least you can hurt.
2: Yeah, that's true libertarian right there.
0: Let's do as Rico does. Yeah, for sure. I I think I am going to go into libertarianism isms. Rico for president in twenty twenty four, y'all. Twenty twenty eight. I'm too young. Twenty twenty four. Okay, twenty twenty eight. Twenty twenty eight. Wait, if I turn oh, damn! Rico's birthday is in three days, y'all. Hey, yeah, question: If I turn thirty-five before the election, I'm allowed to run, right? Oh, yeah. Like, if I'm if, my, if I'm thirty-five by November third, then yeah, then November is when the election. So, um, yeah, am I allowed to run even though I'm only going to be thirty-four during the most of the election, during most of that year? That's a good question. So I might be able to run in
1: 2024. Hmm. Yeah, buddy. Let's go. We go and for the president. Ahmed, Ahmed is uh, vice president. All right, let's do this.
0: He um, is my state ambassador for Bangladesh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. I like that. This is not too much responsibility.
0: Not at all, dude. You're just going to plant some hemp in, in Bangladesh and sell it <laughs> to the United States.
2: That's all you got to do.
0: <laughs> all you got to do. <laughs> I'll yeah, put Corey be, in charge of uh.
1: Be the easiest job With the most amount of money
0: The easiest job with the most amount of money no, I'm just kidding <laughs> I have no clue what that might be Director of the FBI I don't know Just make me do the
1: coolest <laughs> shit I just want to do the funnest stuff I'm,
0: I'm going to put you as CIA director
1: <laughs> You're just, Perfect Just for shits and giggles this is going to be interesting. <laughs> like, do you was was the youngest ocean? president
2: was 43? Huh? The youngest president was John FK, 43. Damn. Yeah, he
0: got killed. 43 is young as shit, too. Shit, I'm wow. going to do it, man. I'm going to run for president at 35. Perfect. 2024.
1: I'm voting I'm for, for you. you. I'm putting you on. Yep, 2024 on the ballot. Y'all heard it here first. Yep, twenty twenty-four,
0: Rico for president. We're officially gonna change the world. Yep, yep.
2: And the United States. Ah, I win. thought presidents are selected, not elected.
0: Oh he already got selected. I'm selecting myself. Boom. Manifestation. <laughs> all I need. It's all I need in the Rico verse to select myself. Manifest. As- I have what's it called? Investigated myself and have decided for myself that I myself am the best candidate for all of us. (laughs) Little did you know
1: Rico actually has lineage ties to the Rockefellers and
0: Y'all don't know this shit? I'm deep deep state. (laughs)
1: Little did you know.
2: (laughs) I know too. I see that nose. Oh man! Actually, I think my nose is the most qualified out of all of us.
0: I don't know, man. Corey's actually a Jew, so no. he actually might have lineage in there.
1: Oh <laughs> <laughs> hey. uh, no! Yep. All right, I'm in there. Let's go.
0: I'll we check. all. I, shit! I think we should have our own. Let's check where our lineage lands compared to their lineage. And that, that'll be a good check, but uh. Yeah, we'll wrap this up. Uh, Everybody have a good day. Think more for yourself. Stop listening to the news and uh, don't be a useful idiot. Peace.